Section 26 of A Failure of Initiative. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. A Failure of Initiative. Final Report of the Select Bipartisan Committee to Investigate the Preparation for and Response to Hurricane Katrina by the United States House of Representatives. Communications, Part 3. Finding. Some local and state responders prepared for communications losses, but still experienced problems, while others were caught unprepared. Though the loss of power and damages to the Gulf Coast area's communications infrastructure were massive, some of the local and state responders had taken the steps necessary to ensure that they had some communications capability in the immediate aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. The AEMA had various communications capabilities, all with redundant backups, to ensure that it maintained a high level of connectivity throughout the state. AEMA officials considered their communications redundancy to be one area that worked well in their response to Katrina. Southern LINC, the company whose network Alabama uses as its primary radio system, had a representative on-site at the state EOC during this period who provided outage updates. As noted earlier, the AEMA has a cache of pre-programmed LINC radios that it activates during disasters and which also provide telephone capability. In Mississippi, Gulf Coast County governments had taken steps, including using DHS preparedness grant funds, to ensure some communications capability would likely survive a disaster. For example, despite the catastrophic damage suffered by the Gulf Coast, Harrison County's Enhanced Digital Access Communications Systems, EDACs, remained operational at nearly 100% capacity during and after Katrina's landfall. One interoperability success story from Mississippi was that although the Harrison County EDACS was not capable of linking to FEMA or to the MEMA EOC in Jackson, Mississippi, it was capable of linking with similar systems utilized by the Florida State Police and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Agency, who arrived in Mississippi shortly after Katrina's landfall. These Florida State Agencies were able to quickly reprogram their EDACS radios to communicate over the county's network, Within two weeks of landfall, the Harrison County EDAC system was able to expand to allow first responder communications within the adjoining Jackson and Hancock counties. MEMA Director Latham testified that Mississippi had satellite radios permanently mounted in the three coastal counties, Harrison, Hancock, and Jackson, and that 30 other counties also had these radios. All MEMA personnel had access to a mobile satellite radio for communications throughout the state. This proved fortunate, because often the only communications capability in Mississippi after the storm, for both MEMA and the affected counties, was through satellite phones and radios, which operate by connecting to satellites rather than routing calls through land-based lines or cellular towers. The Harrison County EOC was only able to use its cellular communication system for approximately 12 hours until the battery on the cell tower died. 
they were unable to use the satellite system at the harrison county eoc because it was damaged during the storm additionally and currently mema has a mobile operations unit which it can deploy to disaster areas and which allows communication across all bands despite problems the satellite systems experienced discussed below latham noted they did allow the state to learn vital information it needed about conditions in the counties and their assistance needs unlike the three coastal counties pearl river county fared better at maintaining communications capability during and after the storm pearl river county had two satellite phones in its emergency operations center according to its emergency management director bobby strahan these worked throughout the response but did prove problematic early on because it took a long time for any calls to go through in addition strahan reported the county has four high band repeater systems strategically placed throughout the county which allow all of its first responders including police fire and ems as well as its schools to communicate all of these systems locations had generator backup systems which functioned properly during katrina in addition pearl river county was able to sustain communications within the county and to a limited extent with portions of adjacent hancock county because it had used dhs grant funds to buy a mobile communications center a trailer that allowed it to communicate with agencies throughout the county as well as with mema's mobile operations unit others were caught relatively unprepared to deal with the communications problems that resulted from the hurricane's damage or found their existing capabilities were insufficient in louisiana most of the parishes did not have satellite phones as their counterparts in mississippi did because they chose to discontinue the service after the state stopped paying the monthly fees for the phones in nineteen ninety nine the state began using federal funding to provide each parish emergency management office with a satellite telephone and paid the sixty five dollar monthly fee but it discontinued doing so for the parishes in august two thousand four as a result all but three parishes orleans plaquemines and jefferson discontinued their satellite phone service larry ingargiola director office of homeland security and emergency management st bernard parish told select committee staff the parish returned the satellite phones when the state stopped paying the monthly service fee after katrina hit the state sent the phones back to st bernard because there was no other means of communication available to the parish the failure of 911 call centers in new orleans also illustrates how others were unprepared to deal with the communications problems identifying where calls to a 911 call center will be routed if it is rendered inoperable is a basic preparation for public safety answering points such as 911 call centers although the technology to switch calls to 911 to an alternative location exists many 911 call centers in louisiana did not have protocols in place to identify where their calls should go and had not arranged for any rerouting as a result numerous calls to 911 in the immediate aftermath especially as the flood waters in new orleans were rising simply dropped 
In Mississippi, MEMA Director Latham testified that the state found it did not have enough satellite radios when only its satellite systems were operable. As a result, during its response to Katrina, MEMA purchased additional portable satellite radios for its state emergency response team. In the future, Mississippi indicated these additional phones can be issued to local authorities as a redundant system in disasters. Some Mississippi responders also found their satellite communications capabilities were not sufficiently capable of withstanding high winds. Specifically, though they generally remained operable and the state relied on them during its response to Katrina, Mississippi's satellite communications capabilities suffered because the hurricane force winds, at times sustained over 130 miles per hour, shifted the antennas in each of the coastal counties, causing satellite communications there to fail because the antennas were no longer properly targeted. As a result, for several days, these counties lost their ability to communicate with the state EOC in Jackson or FEMA about their needs for assistance or the status of any commodities requests they had made before the storm. Because of the lessons it learned from the damage to its satellite systems in Katrina, Mississippi is investigating, for future use in its county's EOCs, the omnidirectional antennas it has in place on all of its state EMA and Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks vehicles. According to Latham, these antennas would not be affected by strong winds and would allow constant communications. Responders in Louisiana similarly experienced certain problems that can plague satellite-based communications, Specifically, satellite phones are technically capable of transmitting calls virtually anywhere on Earth, but they may have trouble doing so when the user is inside a building or when the weather is cloudy. According to the Louisiana State Police report, heavy cloud coverage and system inundation limited the effectiveness of the portable satellite phones delivered to several troop headquarters in affected areas. Even when weather conditions permit smooth transmission of signals for satellite communications, this is meaningless if the caller does not know how to use the satellite phone, or if the phone does not work at all. As Mayor Nagin noted during Congressional testimony, I have a huge box of satellite phones that did not work. For the systems that were functioning after the storm, as well as those that were eventually restored, problems with interoperability further exacerbated rescue efforts. As Colonel Ebert testified, there was no voice radio contact with surrounding parishes or state and federal agencies. Lives were put at risk, and it created a direct operational impact on their ability to maintain control of the rapidly deteriorating situation within the city, carry out rescue efforts, and control the evacuation of those people who had failed to heed the call for evacuation. Despite hundreds of millions in federal funding for technology and communications, the absence of true communication interoperability within and between affected jurisdictions severely hindered rescue and response efforts at all levels of government. Many in the industry, media, and government have long focused on the problem of interoperability FEMA officials claimed they did not know, for days, about the thousands of people at the New Orleans Convention Center. First responders in helicopters could not talk to crews patrolling in boats. 
and National Guard commanders in Louisiana and Mississippi had to use runners to relay orders. We've got runners running from commander to commander. In other words, we're going to the sound of gunfire, as we used to say in the Revolutionary War. Major General Harold A. Cross, Adjutant General, Mississippi National Guard. Interoperability for public safety communication is defined as the ability to share information via voice, data, on demand, in real time, when needed and as authorized. The public safety community expects this level of interoperability will be available using equipment from multiple manufacturers, that it will be transparent to the user, require little or no special knowledge of the system, and not be dependent on common frequency assignments. A Conference of Mayors 2004 survey of 192 cities showed 44% reported an accident within the preceding year in which the lack of interoperable communications made response difficult. 49% of cities are not interoperable with state police. 60% are not interoperable with their state emergency operation centers and 83% are not interoperable with the federal law enforcement agencies. Communications, particularly wireless communications, enable all other functions in any disaster relief operation, along with the sensors to inform officials and first responders what is happening, and share the information and the ability to command and control those functions and information. These are all mission-critical functions. Hurricane Katrina was no exception. Without effective communications, every operation will suffer debilitating inefficiencies, some leading to ineffectiveness. Too many public safety personnel cannot communicate by radio because their equipment is still incompatible or the frequencies they're assigned are different. They operate on ten different frequency bands and run communication systems that are often proprietary and too often thirty or more years old. Over 90% of the nation's public safety wireless infrastructure is financed, owned, operated, and maintained by the more than 60,000 individual local jurisdictions, police, fire, and emergency medical services, that serve the public. Louisiana government officials have long been cognizant of the interoperability problem among the state and parish first responders. Despite long-standing and sizable federal interoperability grants to multiple Louisiana jurisdictions, coordinated planning had barely progressed when Katrina hit. Although some New Orleans and Louisiana state officials attribute the lack of true interoperability for first responders in the region to financial limitations, this explanation flies in the face of the massive amounts of federal grants to Louisiana. State and local governments were responsible for designing and coordinating their efforts, and they failed to make meaningful progress, despite knowledge of the problem for years and the expenditure of millions in federal funds. Since 2001, the federal government has given $8.6 billion to states for equipment, first responder training, and disaster exercises. In 2005, DHS gave the states $2.1 billion, of which $925 million was allocated for communications upgrades. In Louisiana alone, since fiscal year 1999, the federal government allocated over $135 million for preparedness, 
of which more than one hundred and eight million dollars was awarded to local governments and nearly twenty seven million dollars to the state of these funds nearly one hundred and seven million dollars was dedicated to equipment purchases and the remaining twenty eight million dollars was allocated for planning training exercises and administrative costs since nineteen ninety nine approximately sixteen million dollars has been spent on interoperability in addition to these funds alabama mississippi and louisiana are also the recipients of federal grants for law enforcement agencies via the justice department's community oriented policing services office alabama received twenty four million seven hundred and seventy thousand two hundred and seventy four dollars from fiscal year two thousand three to fiscal year two thousand five under the cops interoperability communications law enforcement technology universal hiring program uhp cops in schools cis and homeland security overtime hsop grant programs louisiana received twenty three million four hundred ninety five thousand one hundred fourteen dollars from fiscal year two thousand three to fiscal year two thousand five under the cops interoperability communications law enforcement technology uhp cis regional community policing institute rcpi and homeland security overtime hsop grant programs and mississippi received seven million three thousand six hundred and eighty eight dollars from fiscal year two thousand three to fiscal year two thousand five under the cops law enforcement technology uhp cis and hsop grant programs more specifically the cops interoperable communications grant program provides funding to local communities to help them develop effective interoperable communication systems for public safety and emergency service providers the grant program funds projects that explore the use of equipment and technology to increase interoperability and data sharing amongst law enforcement fire departments and emergency medical services from two thousand three to two thousand five the cops program awarded over two hundred and forty two million dollars to sixty-three agencies across the nation to address the need to ensure interoperable communications in two thousand three for example the city of new orleans received a cops grant for interoperable communications technology in the amount of five million five hundred and ten thousand four hundred and twelve dollars in two thousand four the city of shreveport and the birmingham alabama police department received cops grants for interoperable communications technology in the amounts of two million nine hundred ninety eight thousand nine hundred and one dollars and five million six hundred and twenty five thousand dollars respectively and in two thousand five the city of baton rouge police department and the police department in mobile alabama received cops grants for interoperable communications technology in the amounts of five million nine hundred ninety nine thousand one hundred and eighty four dollars and three million dollars respectively the five million five hundred and ten thousand four hundred and twelve dollar cops interoperability grant awarded to the city of new orleans in september two thousand three initially was approved for one project 
A year and a half later, however, the city requested approval to modify its original plan, and in May 2005, the COPS program office approved a new plan to build upon the Jefferson Parish 800 MHz radio system and link four parishes, Orleans, Jefferson, St. Bernard, and Plaquemines, together. As of September 2005, the city had spent only $275,428 of the $5,510,412 originally awarded in 2003. Technology is at the center of this, but most of the components required to achieve interoperability in the near term already exist. However, it requires agreements, planning, and governance arrangements across jurisdictions. David Boyd, Deputy Director, Office Systems Engineering and Development, DHS Testimony Before U.S. Senate, September 29, 2005. Despite these awards, and other federal grants described in detail in Appendix 4 of this report, officials in Louisiana claim austere financial circumstances prevented the completion of the interoperability modifications of its communication system. New Orleans designed and purchased its MACOM 800 MHz radio communication system in 1992. The Louisiana State Police updated a different Motorola 800 MHz radio communication system in 1996. And while the two systems are capable of communicating, this requires special integration modifications to each system, and only is attempted, typically, for large events such as the 2002 Super Bowl held in New Orleans. Under normal circumstances, the city's system is linked to the state's system via a traditional T1 landline. As Greg Meffert, the New Orleans Chief Information Officer, told Select Committee staff, the two systems' interoperable capabilities are based on faulty assumptions. If the T1 lines are damaged, this destroys the connection between the systems. This is exactly what happened during Katrina. The city's system went down after the system's generators were flooded or damaged by flying debris. As noted by Ebert in his testimony before the Select Committee, there was no voice radio contact with surrounding parishes or state and federal agencies. Lives were put at risk, and it created a direct operational impact on their ability to maintain control of the rapidly deteriorating situation within the city, carry out rescue efforts, and control the evacuation of those people who had failed to heed the call for evacuation. End of section 26